several weeks. Been talking about concept. Because I find that with so many believers, it's, it's a concept of God that is so totally distorted and, and, and out of place and assumes certain things without really any knowledge whatsoever. We have these preformed ideas from wherever they came from, so we have a concept, but we really don't know him. We don't know our Father. We don't know our Savior. And I say that because we sort of create him in our image, the head of what we think he's thinking or what we think he's, he's going to do. Or, or, and so we stand in shame and, and guilt and we beat ourselves up. And, 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 and as a result, we, we buy into the lie of the enemy that God couldn't possibly really be on our side or really care about us. Look what I've I've turned my back on him. I've done all these different things. And so instead of having a relationship based out of experience and understanding and knowledge, we've had an experience based out of concept. We don't have a passion for God. That's one big red flag that says we have concept and not relationship. We don't have a passion. We don't have a desire. We don't even have commitment. Above all, if there's one thing every believer should know in his life is a commitment to him out of love, not obligation, not out of duty, not out of law, but out of love. And we love him because he first loved us. So it's hugely important, I believe, that we know revelation, knowledge, experiential relationship. An understanding that opens the eyes of our heart and fills us with the knowledge of his will. Not just go on throughout our lives thinking this is the way it should be, acting the way we think we're supposed to act, or even doing the things that we think that we're supposed to be doing. Turn to your neighbor and just tell them, you're not doing enough. Yeah, that's what that's how we approach it. You know, well, I've been reading five chapters of my Bible a day. Oh, that's wonderful. Is that enough? Well, I pray for 45 minutes a day. Come eat that preacher voice now. I'm praying for 45 minutes a day. Is that enough? See, you can always attach these different things because it's a concept. Paul says, pray without ceasing. And we just push that one aside because we ain't got a clue what that means, how to do it, or even what he's trying to say. That's my whole point. We go with concepts. We don't hear them because we let other things, sort of other voices come in instead. So we've been talking about Concept. And last week we talked about the prodigal son. I like to call him the lost son. I don't like the word prodigal as much. I'll tell you that at another time. I'll get into that. But, but he's the lost son. And, 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 and we focused in on some things there. And we talked about some things concerning the father towards the son. Now, let me just say this. We took a look at the actions of the father. And, and I'll say this because I believe that what we saw should make us <laughs> rethink the concept of my relationship with God, with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I mean, honestly, is it just an idea or is what I have experiential? Has it just simply maybe turned into some kind of a tradition, obligation, uh, thinking in the head, this is the way I'm supposed, this is what Christians do. I'm supposed to do it. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, you need to do more. Mm -hmm. let, let, let me just, just say this. Ask yourself this. Does God have emotions? Oh, yes, he does. And those emotions should tell us something about God, who he really is, and really mess up all of our 
previous concepts that we've had of him. I, and, and, and turn what I thought into that which is relational. That comes with emotion. I'm sorry, but you know, there are times that you're going to cry at his presence. That's emotional. There are times that, 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 that you're going you're gonna to laugh your head off. God did create you to laugh, you sour thing, you. God laughs. It's in the scripture. What I'm, what I'm saying here is emotions are not a bad thing. It's how God made us with emotions in his image. What we base our emotions on, what we do with them, well, that, that, that's a different story. That's all about choice. And those choices usually come because of the concept that we have of him. What we have here in the parable of the lost son are emotions that are healthy, healing, passionate, caring, merciful, and a whole lot more. But as we've shared so many times before, they come from and they are the result of one's condition. You are not going to get pears coming out of an apple tree. I'm sorry, I don't care. How, what, you'll get apples. So I want us to understand, to, to, to let our eyes be open to what Jesus is saying here to the Pharisees in Luke chapter 15. He's dealt with the lost sheep, the lost coin. He's dealing with the lost son at this point. Now, the first thing I want you to remember, the first thing that's on your notes there, the first thing that we've talked about every week is that literally God has accepted you totally, absolutely. God has accepted you totally, absolutely. God has accepted you totally, absolutely. Instead of you, Say this with me and put me in there. God has accepted me totally and absolutely. Now, some of you sitting there thinking, yeah, but I got this in my life. Yeah, but I got that going on. Yeah, I'm trying to do the right thing. Yeah, all these other things that are concerned. And as a result, you cutting yourself off from what we're really saying here because you don't really believe that. You might not believe this, but I actually got mad at somebody driving in, in front of me this week. And God tremendously blessed me with a horn. Well, Pastor, that ain't nothing compared to what I'm dealing with and my faults. and my, I don't have no strength. I don't have, I, I'm a weak person. I mean, it just seems like I, I'm, that, that's just who I am and I've kind of given up on things. You're in a great position this morning, my friend. And the first thing you need to understand, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. I don't care where you're coming from. I don't care what your past is. I don't care what your mistakes are. I don't care what your behavior is. God has accepted you totally, absolutely, explanation point. Can somebody say amen? So let's get into this and, 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 and take a look at this. I'm going to say some things today. To me, the most, the, the, the most words I have said in ages. And I hope that you picked up a sheet, a study guide, to write these things down with. I hope that you will see that by the time we're done with this today, who you are in his sight. Now, I, I'm saying that because, in, in all honesty, you need to put yourself in the lost son's, I'd say shoes, but he didn't have shoes. So let's just say his place. Put yourself in his place. So we've got a text this morning. And I looked at that text and these words jumped out at me. Now I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Today I'm using the American Standard Version because of the verbology. That, that's what happens in American Standard. It pulls out on the verbs, accents them. That's why I like going to it at times. So in, in, the, in the New American Standard here, it says very simply what? Embraced and kissed. <laughs> Embraced and kissed. You know what that surrounds. You've heard this story enough times. 
You don't have to go, well, what's he talking about? You know that when son comes down the road, father runs up, and what does he do? He embraces him, and he kisses him. He embraces him and kisses him. Now, that's the father unto the son. And, and I want you to know that's, you know, we talked about last week, so uh, we also talked about what the father did for the son, right? So here comes the son, here comes the father. Father, I demonstrate this to you, but, but uh, Mike has a restraining order out on me. Some of you aren't getting that, but I've used Mike as this. Never mind. We won't go there right now. But, but the reaction of the father onto the son and what the father's done for him. But get into the head of the son. I want you to stop everything, not the father, not what the father did for the. I want you to get into the head of the son this morning and think the way he would have been thinking as he approaches father. It is, it is not what the son was prepared for or, or not prepared for. I mean, he did not expect his dad to be running down the road and going, son, and all that fun stuff. He didn't know what to do with it. And I'm trying to get a parallel here as I walk through this so that you see yourself with the heavenly father. Because many times, I mean, he, he, he loves on us, embraces us, kisses us. We, we don't know what to do with it. Now, now, the lost son is feeling father's embrace, right? He's in a bear hug with dad, and, and there's tears coming down. And dad's beard is just, you know, all over. It's just abrasive kind of thing. And, 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 and he's smelling his dad. Usually we talk about how the boy smells, right? But he's smelling his dad. He's smelling home. There was one message through this. And that is this. He was loved, forgiven, and accepted. All of his guilt and shame carried away in that embrace. He was loved. He was forgiven. He was accepted. All the junk in the trunk got spilled out. There's a new, con there's a, there's a new confidence, a boldness that seems to start to arise. For in that embrace, he's restored. He's affirmed, and he's established as a full family member. Now, get in his head. Think, think. Something happened when the son took this all in, and that's this. It's a love that he had never known, conceived of, even though he had been raised in the middle of it. <laughs> Let, let me ask you this. When you were growing up, the extent of your father's compassion, your father's life and love, understand that this lost one, is, 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 he's, he's, he's literally never known or conceived of, even though he had been around it all, of his time, all this time. How many believers are in the same same? Same place. Look, for the first time in his life, he's looking love in the face and seeing the extent of father's compassion and how far that it would go to receive him. Here's the thing. For the first time, he saw how much his father wanted him say like, didn't say love, I said wanted. You remember that, that as he's out there in that other country, he makes up this contract, right? And, 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 and to his, his contract very simply is I'm going to be a, a, a responsible worker and, and he had been working again for 
a hired man for someone else in a far country. So, understand what he's doing here. He sees this as his way of salvation and a self-imposed punishment for his behavior and will offer that as a sincere desire to change. I'm going to say it again because I think it needs said. Because I see that's exactly what other believers do. He sees this way, his little contract of what he will do and how he will do it and that level of acceptance. And he sees this as his way of salvation, his thinking, his way, and as a self-imposed punishment for his, for his behavior. I'm sorry, I'm just seeing a lot of walking around and it kind of just, I, I wish that we wouldn't if we don't have to. I'm saying this because <clears throat> we approach God with our contracts. Becoming to this lost son a hired man was his only hope in his head of, of some kind of acceptance. And hopefully, you know, he's got some basis here for any future relationship with his father. Again, this is how he's seeing himself. This is his concept of his dad. This is his concept of what he can do to maybe get back into some grace of the... I believe that as he walked down that road, he did what? He rehearsed this thing. Hello? You know what it means to rehearse something? You're getting rid... He rehearsed it over and over and over again. He had stated saying it, but... He was stopped short of it, remember? He was stopped short of offering himself as what? A hired servant. We discussed what that was last week in the light of a, of a servant versus a hired servant. Look, for him becoming hired was the linchpin that held together the future that he hoped for. And as a result of stopping short in what he was saying, it meant that he had to have a radical change of mind and a redirection of the hope that he had for, for, for the future. What I find interesting is he, he kept the concept of himself. That, that, that he was a person who had what? Sinned and was unworthy of any place in the family. Uh, how many believers come to God, come to the Father, and they keep the concept of themselves even, and how, you know, the sinner they are, and how guilty and unworthy they are, and all these different things in life, and it keeps them. They say, there's no way, there's no how, I'll just feel, you know, every once in a while I'll fill up a spot on a pew someplace, and maybe, you know, tip God a $20 bill here, no, maybe a dollar, how's that? And, and I just say this because it dawns on him that his father saw the same person but had a whole other view, a, a different opinion of him. Stop and think about that. Stop, put yourself in his place and realize the father sees the same person you see, but in a whole other view and has a different opinion. I can only imagine this, this, this lost son, his mind's being blown as dad's hugging on him, kissing him, crying all over. He, he starts with his contract, gets cut off, and all of a sudden something else begins to happen. But what I want you to understand is that his father loved him with a tenacious love. How? Just as he was. Not as he had, you know, found someplace, gotten cleaned up, shaved, showered, and, and maybe, you know, stole some clothes so that he'd look okay. No, 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 no. His father had this tenacious love for him, just as he was. And what I love is that that contract died in his mouth. 
listen, with the passionate love of his father, literally became the new foundation here of their relationship. Ushers, I'll need you to help me out with what I'm talking about, okay? I want to say this as loud and as boisterous as I can. I want to yell this from the mountaintop, friend, to each and every person that's in this place. Love killed the contract. Love killed the contract. A contract, friend, cannot live in the active presence of covenant love. It just can't. I'm getting back to this concept thing because this was not just feeling sorry for what he had done or, or, or hope that maybe his father would be nice to him, okay? And that he would be, you know... Can I tell you something? That would have meant a dead mental faith in his own faith. It would have meant a dead mental faith in his own faith. This, friend, is a radical change of mind. Say that with me. A radical change of mind. Get in the head of the sun. It's an exchange of his own thoughts, opinions, and intentions. Do you get that? It is an exchange of his own thoughts, his own opinion, and his own intentions. This is big. To me, this about what I'm about to tell you is life-changing. It is content-changing. Hear this. For the first time, for the first time, he sees his father as he really was. And at the same time, he saw himself as he really was in the father's eyes. <sighs> Seeing father as he really was. You know, you know how many people turn on God when God doesn't do the things they think that he should do? God didn't come through with this. And they come up with all the excuses and justifications and everything else, but they're mad at God because they don't see God for who he really is. Put yourself in the lost son's head for the first time as he's walked home and he's experienced, he is seeing his father as his father really was. He'd rebelled against dad back at home there. How many, who knows how long that it took him to spend the money and do the things he did and end up in the place. He, doesn't matter about that. Doesn't matter about his past. His dad doesn't even ask him about his past. He can smell it, but he doesn't ask him. Doesn't ask him what he did with the money. None of that stuff. This is who dad's always been. Dad never came after him and said, what do you mean you want your inheritance now? Who do you think you are? What do you think this is all about? You think money grows on trees or something? You don't even know what it is to do a decent day's work. You need to get your, your act together, boy. He sees his father as he really was. And at the same time, he saw himself as he really was, in his father's eyes. He saw and yielded to his father's thoughts and his father's desires for him. In that moment, in that moment, he saw and believed in the father's love and rested in the faith of his father that was indeed, that he was indeed his son restored to him. From here out, friend, the foundation of his relationship to his father was the father's love and faith. 
hope you grab this. Love won. And the son stopped struggling against his acceptance. Do you understand how the enemy wants you shut down, shut up, and moved aside? Because you possibly can't accept his, his, his love and, 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 his, and, and realize that I've got to struggle for things, man. I've got to work for things. I've got, to, I've got to act the right way, do the right things, have all this in place. So, no, friend, you just got to rest in him. Respond to him. Excuse me, it's, it's allergy season. Now, I, I want you to understand that what the prodigal son does is he abandons his contract. What was his contract? It, it's, it was what he'd do. It's what he'd do. That would be his salvation. If I do this, if I do that, if I take care of this, then could you at least make me, maybe do something small for me? How about a hired position? I mean, think about this. He abandoned his contract and yielded to the love of the Father. Wow. Love won, and he abandoned. He, the son stopped struggling with his acceptance. Wow. Do you realize how huge that step is? Again, I'll say it again. This is true repentance which is a radical change of mind created by the revelation of God love. It is a radical change of mind created by the revelation of God love. We believe and trust the love of the Father that is revealed to us in Jesus. I want to take an hour and a half on that one alone. But let me go on. When, when the son came, when the son came, I just want to make sure that I got everybody realized when I was up here. Whenever something moves, it's automatic. We all want to turn and look at it. So I'll wait. <laughs> Ain't got a problem. I'm, I'm here till Wednesday. I'm good. When the son, understand this, when the son came with his contract, he truly believed that he had the situation. He truly believed that he had any future relationship with his father completely under his control. We work it out in our heads. When really the truth was, the relationship, the initiative of the relationship, really, honestly, had been in the hands of the Father. And any future relationship, obviously, would be established on His love alone, period. The only part that the Son can contribute is to surrender to that love. That's all he can do. Here's the point. And again, all, to me this is a huge point. He surrendered and dared to trust his father's love even though it was beyond his comprehension. And thereby, that nails where most believers cease going forward. In their heads, they can't figure it out, so they stop. They don't trust, they don't rest, because it's beyond their comprehension. It becomes something that is a wish list. And then there's the bargaining of the contract that if God does this, then I'll do that. Or I'll do this if God does that. Look, he realizes that he had never known his father. Hello? He realizes in this moment that he's never really known his father. 
the, the, the images that he had of his father did not fit the reality that was taking place in the embrace. That's called concept, friend. The image that he had of his dad, of his father, wasn't fitting who was holding him, kissing on him, tearing on him, bringing in his slaves and having them go ahead and bring the, the robe, the ring, and the shoes. The image of what he had of his father didn't fit that reality. Listen, listen. He surrendered. The lost son, listen, listen, listen. The lost son surrendered not as a conquered loser, but as one who opened his heart to yield with joy to a father's love. Can somebody say amen? On that road back, okay? On that road back, he opened to the possibilities of a relationship with his father that was outside of the realm of his wildest imaginations here. In other words, he accepted his, his being loved by the father. He accepted his being loved by the father. He accepted his being loved by the father. He accepted his acceptance and relaxed into allowing father's love to accomplish his goal. Look, again, this boy found his true identity in the eyes of father's love. His, 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 his call it the dark side, his dark self-identity began to unravel in him. All, all, all the pain, all the guilt, all the, it just began to unravel. And now you have the father, and only the father is defining him. Only the father, only the father defined him and, 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 and declaring him to be his beloved. I hope you're getting this. I explained this last week. I want you to take a look at this scripture here. It's found in Luke 15. It says this, but the father said to his slaves, quickly bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fattened calf, kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Wow. Father turns to the servants, slaves, tells them, look, look, look. I want you to understand that these words are foundational. They're foundational. They're foundational. They're the foundation of the heart of the story. I mean, understand Jesus is answering the Pharisees concerning why he is sitting at a table for a meal with the outcasts of the society there. From the tax collectors, to the prostitutes, to the drunks, to everybody else that was there. And this story really is making it plain. I mean, it's the announcement that the untouchables were not only forgiven, but they were the lost sons. That Jesus had come to find and bring home to the Father. No man comes to the Father except how? By the Son. Hear the words again. Verse 24. It says this. For this Son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Beginning, for this son of mine. For this son of mine. Say that with me. For this son of mine. This son of mine. He's born of me. He's alive with my life. My life's in this guy. He's he belonging to the family. He's not an outcast. Now watch, watch. The son? <laughs> Can you imagine? Confusion, surprise, overwhelming. Not sure what to make of it. The comprehension is nowhere near what he thought. He had all these scenes and sounds in his head. He assumed this was the way things work. This is the way back into, my, in, in, into grace with daddy, you know, and, and, and so forth and so on. He's stunned. 
He can tie by. He can only take in what he's hearing. I'll say it again. It was the last thing he expected to hear. Hello. What he heard was the affirming, witnessing voice of the Father speaking to his cards. The words of the Father opens up a whole new world now. His concept, his hope that's based on his, 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 his thoughts, his control. His whole world. I'm a hired servant. If I go back a hired servant, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I become employed. I've, I've got this contract that I've made up, you know, and, and, and I'll, you know, I'll have these days that I, I work for a day's wage, and at the end of the day I get to eat, and, and then I'll go my separate way, but at least I'll have something. To the son, this was the only hope he had as he goes down the road toward home. You come to God and you come to the Father and you think, okay, I'll stop living the way I've been living. I'll stop doing the things that I've been doing. I'll stop all this stuff. I'll change. uh, And and here's the sincere desire. Here's my contract. Look, understand. Instead, he hears these words completely contrary to what he assumed would need to be done. What does he hear? This Son of mine. This, it's a whole new life. Listen, a father is never satisfied until he knows that his children fully know and receive his love for them. This son of mine. You know, you got to admit, the the words just, hello, good morning. They, they, they literally wake the son up to, to what I would believe would be his truest identity at the very center of his core. Father's declaration created an assurance, I believe, so strong that he could accept his acceptance in the family and realize the restoration of his father and to his father. Please hear me. I'm almost done. And everybody said, amen. Look, look, listen. It is the word of the Father that defines us, declares us his children in our union with Jesus. It is the word of the Father that defines us, declares us his children in our union with Jesus. Friend, I'm going to shout it from the mountaintops. His affirmation silences all other contradictory words. His affirmation, who he, what he says, what he does, literally silences any other contradictory words that would try to come through our minds, that would try to come across our lives' pages. In fact, take a look at it. Take a look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 15 there. And, and, and what it says, it says this, For you have not received a spirit of slavery. I'm pausing because that's what God told me to do right there because some of you are thinking about some things. You have not received a spirit, uh, you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God. And it goes on to say, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. In essence, what he has, we have. That's another message. But let me say this. We, his children, we sit at his table And open our hearts to being loved by him and resting in that love. This son of mine, this daughter of mine, 
this son who left that far country and returned down the road toward his father's house. In his mind, he was as far away from his father as he had ever been. He said, I'm no longer worthy to be called father's son. Desperately, he's hoping that he could be counted at least worthy enough to walk on the family property as a hired man now. But then he came in the father's embrace. I believe it was at that moment stupefied. I don't know if that's a word or not, but it's one that I have written down in my notes. Stupefied. Because he goes from hopeless despair and incredible sadness. He hears Father's voice above all the other voices. Loser! You've got to be kidding me. Look at him. Look at his condition. Look at who he thinks he was and who he really is. Who does he think he is? What a jerk. I mean, take a look at this guy. Stinks. He's been with pigs, man. He, he, he's, he's worthless. What, I mean, Father ought to just take him out and stone him according to the Old Testament law. Amen? From hopeless despair and incredible sadness, he hears Father's voice above all the other voices that are in his head. He heard Father say, this son of mine spoken to him at his lowest point. There could now be no doubt in his head as to this. There could be no doubt in his head That he is unconditionally accepted. I don't know what concept you carry in your head. I don't know how the enemy has robbed you. Oh, I've just got this problem. I've just got this habit. I just can't kick it. I just can't do it. I've, I've tried to break it. I've tried to be better. I've tried to get it out of my life. I've tried doing all this stuff. And I, I know that he can't really love on me or accept me. I'm not worthy enough. I've messed up. I, how, how do I? Unconditionally accepted. Hear his words to you this morning. You are unconditionally accepted. This, my daughter, this, my son, he was dead, but now he's alive. He was lost. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for speaking into our hearts and our lives. Thank you for leading us and bringing to us your truth. I pray in the name of Jesus that blind eyes be opened and that they would see the lies of the enemy and of this world exposed for what they are. I pray for the death of religion in people's minds, the contracts that they have written. I pray for those walls that have kept them from their promise be torn down. I pray in the name of Jesus that those images and understandings literally be unraveled because you are embracing them, kissing them, on them saying this is my son I pray for healing in lives that have been ripped apart because of concepts because of condemnation 
that have lived and, and, and just in despair, sadness, feeling not good enough, not worthy enough. I haven't been able to live up the thought things. I haven't been able to live the life I know I'm supposed to live. Unconditionally accepted. This is my Savior. God, I pray that minds, hearts, and souls be healed today by your grace that is sufficient, your grace that abounds. I pray that a righteousness this morning you're in this place and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior you don't know that relationship with him you've run from it long enough this place this morning, God's been talking to you about that thing. You can run, but you'll never be able to hide. Not from His love. But this morning in this place, something real has been pulling on you. You've been embraced by Him. Blowing your mind. And you finally see who you are in the eyes of him. And you know you can't go on living the way that you've been living. And this morning your heart's saying yes to that relationship. Friend, if that's you this morning, if that's what's taking place in your life, I'm asking you right where you are to respond with that. Yes, that's that heart. And if that's you this morning and you're saying yes to him, would you, for me, affirm that yes by just simply slipping up your hand right where you're at. I want to pray with you this morning in the service, right where you're seated. Yeah, it takes courage. Yeah, it takes guidance. Like walking home, but he's looking for you. He's waiting for you. This, my son. If that's you this morning, and your heart is saying yes to him, right where you said, would you affirm that yes? Just by, again, slipping up your hand. I, I just want to pray with you this morning. If that's you here in this place. Let me ask this question, believer. I'm not asking for a show of hands. With your head bowed, what's been your concept? What's kept you short of? What's prevented you in? I hear the talk of many. My heart grieves at times because I know they don't have a reality they have a concept of the Father. And so their whole life is built on rules or traditions or the way things should happen or not happen. And I'm here to tell you this morning, absolute acceptance. God's wanting to make himself real in your life and he's loving on you and embracing you like he's never done before 
accept your acceptance is the question. Can you accept your acceptance? Ain't going to be other people. Other people aren't going to be your answer. Other people aren't going to be able to do for you what you think should be done for you or anything else along these lines. This is, this is a reality between you and the Father. Able to accept your acceptance because he accepts you totally, absolutely in the name of Jesus. Heal the lad, Lord. Heal the lad. Would you stand with me this morning? How deep the Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure That he should give his only son To make a wretch his treasure how great the pain of searing loss the father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen ones bring many sons to glory This morning, I would ask that you would take your emblems. And I thought about this, and I thought about this, and I thought about this. That we as, as believers have a 
level of unamazement when it comes to God. A level of unamazement when it comes to the Father. A level of unamazement when we realize what the Son has done. And that unamazement comes from blinded eyes. We don't see. We assume or we move into concepts. That's why Jesus would say, do this in remembrance of me. When you, part, when you partake of the bread, and as you drink of the cup, he says, do this in remembrance of me. <laughs> be embraced by my love. Be embraced by my grace. Be embraced by my truth. Be His love shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit has been given us. I'm standing here this morning letting you know that as Paul prayed for them to have a revelation, a fresh revelation of their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I pray that you will have a fresh revelation of Him. Not what you've been living on for the past umpteen years. Not what you've been doing in your habits of morning devotion over the past number of, of, of years. It, I'm asking for a fresh revelation of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to go from where you are even higher and then higher and then higher. As Jesus reached in and took the bread, it says he gave thanks. And I ask you to take the wafer on top of your cup and to hold it for just a moment. He reached into that pouch and he took out that piece of bread. He said, this is my body for you. Lord, we give you thanks. For as we stand here this morning in your presence, and our mind is basically starting to be blown away because we've always had just this idea of you. What you're doing is blowing away our concepts, our our realizations are there's much more to you, Lord. And as we partake of these emblems, your your supper, Lord. I pray for healings. I pray for revelations. I pray for understanding. I pray for wisdom. I pray opened eyes. I pray this morning lives changed forever. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. And when he had given thanks, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, take eat, this is my body that is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Shall we partake of the bread together? Pray it with me. I receive my healing in every cell, in every organ, in every part of my body. I receive my healing in every cell, in every organ, and in every part of my body. In Jesus' name. And he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Shall we partake of the cup together? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Hallelujah,
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Believer, if you're here this morning, I'm just going to put it up to you simple. We're going to open these altars at this time. You're ready for a fresh revelation. You're ready for an embrace. You're ready for a scraggly beard to rub up against your spirit there. Don't matter. He wants to blow your mind with who he really is instead of the concept you think he is. He wants you to see who you really are through the eyes of who he really is. So this morning in this place, I'm not going to be praying a prayer of benediction or any special thing. I just want to open these altars for God to minister to you, for the Spirit to work in you, this is not a time to just sit back. Friend, please. Don't play the stubbornness. It's it's based off your concept. You know, a new passion that overrides all that other old junk. Let's find that place of prayer. That place of living. That place of overwhelming in the name of Jesus. See you there. Let's find that place. Darkness, we were awake, Let's find that place together. Without light, till from heaven you came right. Jesus. There was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and promise to a virgin faithful one. From a throne of endless glory to
Looking back from the other side I can see now with open eyes Darkest water and deepest pain I wouldn't trade it for anything Cause my brokenness brought me These wounds are a story you'll use. So I'm.